Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Chatting with Nat. This is Natalie Jean, Vanessa Dijon, and today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter Angela Perry. Angela Perry's melodies are invigorated with energy and honesty, the kind that can only come from growing up and working hard in the small Kansas town. Angela's voice brings power and rawness to matters of love, loss, and learning the hard way. Angela, a singer-songwriter, has performed at various venues throughout Colorado, Kansas, Montana, Utah, New Mexico, Texas, and Wyoming. Angela's song, Sunflower Child, was released in July 2021 and now has over 250,000 on YouTube and Facebook. The song was a top 20 finalist at Red Lodge Songwriters Festival. Angela also belongs to the group Thistle Breeze, which is touring as well. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Angela. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm alive. Uh, you're, you're alive and kicking today. I'm alive and kicking. I'm alive and because this world has just been so cray-cray, as I like to put it. Um, it's just been crazy times. So how have you been during these crazy times? Um, I have been really, really good. I um, just focus, like, on my music a lot, but uh, it just, you know, you have to try to look at the positivity of everything and not the negativity of life because that can really get you down. Um, And how do you do that? Explain how you do that for you. For anybody that's listening, how do you you remain positive in such state of negativity? What are your keys? What are your rules for that? Well, I try to, I, well, I'm a school teacher as well. So I work, um, I just started back into school again. And uh, I just feel like that positive, being positive about every day that, that we're here um, to try to bring a little bit of joy and light to everybody else. Um, <laughs> because it's sometimes really, really hard um, because people are facing so many things. So I um, spend a lot of time um, meditating um, mm. I, I, I exercise quite a bit. Um, I, uh, focus on my music, uh, a lot. Um, try to do all positive. I don't watch a lot of media and I don't mm. watch uh, a lot of negative news because I think that can really, really get you down. Oh yeah. No, amen. You're preaching to the choir here. And you, if you turn on the, I mean, I, unfortunately I, I read Yahoo news a lot in the morning and you see the stuff that I read. I mean, I would. I mean, that's why I'm always like, I'm alive. Um, it's just extremely depressing. Everything that we we hear out there now. Um, one of the, I like to ask this question um, because obviously the past three years have been crazy um, with <laughs> all kinds of crap going on. You know, we had to go through the elections, pandemic, George Floyd. Uh, COVID, COVID had some babies, 
Roe versus Wade, tsunamis, assassinations, um, earthquakes, uh, polio, new viruses out. I mean, all kinds of different things have come out into the world. And like you said, you know, we have to try to remain steadfast and, you know, positive during this time. Uh, With the pandemic, it's just, you know, people lost lives, people are going through um, long-term effects of COVID, which I am because I've had it twice. And uh, so to say all of that, there's been a lot of bad. There's been pros on the other side, stuff that's going on in the world. And it's just, I like to give a synopsis of things. So uh, during that pandemic, I saw a lot of families walking together, which shouldn't be weird, but I think people are always going through life very fast that they don't take time for the little things, basically. Um, Also, uh, there are colleagues of mine that decided to quit their job, not quit their job, but there's colleagues that decided to um, cut back on hours because they realized they weren't spending enough time with uh, uh, their family members. There are people, uh, several articles that I read about people that have quit their job because during the pandemic, they realized, okay, I need money to survive. I need this, but I need to be happy at the same time. So more people decided to focus on what they love rather than just, you know, going through the trials and tribulations of going to a work that they don't like at all. Um, climate change, uh, pollution levels went down. When we were not in there, animals were happy. Mother Nature was happy. But we had to come back. Um, so they were disappointed with that. And then artists like you and I decided to release their singles, uh, tracks, EPs, albums. Some decided to rebrand. Some decided to say, no, I'm not doing this music thing anymore. So what I'm trying to say is that there was a lot of self-introspection during this time. So as an artist, as a teacher, as a person, did you take time to really think about your life? Was there anything that you decided to change? Or did you decide to remain the same? Um, actually, COVID actually was very good for me. I know that it was there were so many bad things that were happening around about it. But for me, it actually, it changed my life. I mean, I think it changed everybody's life. Right, but for yeah. me, it, it, it really... Uh, I agree with you. It really made me focus on what was important in my life, um, on my family, on my friends, on what I wanted to do with my life, on my passion of who I and, and of who I was. Um, I actually, yeah, I agree. I uh, actually released an entire album um, mm. during this time. Um, I wrote a tremendous amount. I worked on my music because I couldn't go anywhere, right? You couldn't go anywhere. So you're stuck with, you're stuck at home and, and it just really, the outside of external factors, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of fell away. And right. it, it just brought a kind of a rawness and a uniqueness to um, what, you, what was really important to you and what was important to me. Yeah, no, it did good for me as well. And it caused me to focus a little bit more. I mean, I focused really on what was important. And what I really wanted to say to the world um, with my music and um, just about myself. And, and I always think about the legacy that you want to leave. Exactly. And the legacy, right. And the legacy is not material possessions by far. So Amen. that's kind of what I think I thought about it quite a bit during that time. You, you, and, I are, you and I are the same there. Cause I'm, you know, I, even before the pandemic and all the crap that's going on in the world, I thought about, okay, you know, why am I creating music? 
an effective player. I want people to say, okay, Natalie tried to do this, Natalie tried to do that, or she did this, or she did that, and she made a change. She made people think about this, that, and the other. So, no, I'm with you on that one. I definitely, it's not about the fame. It's about how we are able to do something for the world and for the people out there. Um, so how did you get into the music industry? Did you come out of the womb and you're like, okay, Angela, Angela is going to be one with music. This is something that you heard, you saw. How did you get this fascinating uh, career called music? Um, well, I um, have always loved music and loved it since I was a kid. Um, my first, one of my first uh, vivid memories of with music is um, I had a babysitter that we would sing a lot um, during the day and we would sing and I would make up songs and we would sing them and, you know, I would perform them and in front of her and she would clap. And then my grandma bought me this little karaoke, one of the first little karaoke machines out there. And it was, I was actually a karaoke machine slash radio. And so I... Yeah, and I would walk around with that and carry that around as a kid. And I got t- t- started taking piano lessons fairly young, too, so that my parents uh, uh, bought a piano for me, and, and uh, I know they sacrificed quite a bit so that I could play the piano and right. took lessons. So, And then I just uh, kept working and, and doing that, and, and this always was a part of it. But I came from a very small town, and so music was always infused in the small town, but it was hard to find access to, um, you know, teachers some, right. to some extent. And so um, I just continued playing. Um, and I had my daughter when I was 15. I, I was a teenage mom. Okay. <laughs> and and uh, that heavily influenced uh, my direction for quite some time because I needed to uh, get an education as, as quick as possible so that I could provide for her. So um, I kind of took a sideways track from music a little bit because I was trying to just survive. And then I um, got older. I got back into it. For you. I applaud you. 15 is young. And uh, my gosh, good for I mean, you're a strong woman. That's for sure. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I'd have been 15 and I did. Uh, I oh. <laughs> my, brain, my, brain, my, my parents would have killed me, but my brain would have just, like, okay, what am I doing now? But could I, I, listen, I applaud any woman, any teenager, you know, that's willing to have a child, because um, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually close to 50. I, I don't particularly want children. I, I did when I was younger. And um, so the way the, world, the way the world is, I'm just like, no. Um, and I applaud anybody that wants to have a child out there. I think it's a beautiful, I think, uh, the whole idea that a person inside a woman is just wild and crazy. I often think about it. Um, how important is it for you to be authentic as a in your music? Um, for me, it's extremely important. I I don't even uh, I can't even think of, of doing it otherwise. Um, it's really interesting because things that I write, it just kind of comes out a lot of times. And um, it's just super authentic. I think the more authentic and more honest and real you are, the more, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, you have to decide what your purpose is um, in music. And I feel like my story can help other people or other people have the same story and, 
and they just don't know how to um, get it out there or, you know, just to be able to re- relay it. And so I think the authentic, uh, being authentic is just um, key to any music career. Amen um, to that. So. Amen. Well, one of the things, you know, during the pandemic in the past three years, I was able to just instantly lock down. I did a lot of um, music conferences, webinars. I signed up for a few, never showed up, but I can watch the videos later because I just forgot about them. But anyway, um, <laughs> I was doing, I was, I did this thing called TikTok Cap University, and they were saying how the, the videos that have the most views are the ones where people are being authentic. Because people can relate to those. They can't re- really relate to the mainstream artists out there saying, oh, oh, maybe I can do that too. But the ones where people just being natural and just doing their own thing um, is where people were just like, oh, wow, I can do these. And, and, and sometimes the videos were like five seconds and those people went viral. So authenticity is one of the biggest things that is out there right now. And I think it's going to be out there for a long time because everything everybody's been through um, – People, you know, with all the fake news and all that stuff, people wanted something that they could gra- grab onto that was real. Um, and then when you meet an authentic artist or authentic people, people just love that. They're just like, oh, my God, there there are there are people like this out in the world. So kudos to you for being authentic. Now, I do want to ask you a question. Now, obviously, past couple of years, there have been a lot of mass shootings, and you mentioned that you are a teacher. As a teacher, how do you deal how do you help your, your students cope the idea that somebody can come in and shoot them up because this country just doesn't do anything really about these things in the world? Um, I feel like it's a real issue. I, um, we deal with it um, every time something happens, and you, and you know it, um, every time some school or a, even actually a, um, an event or even a facility that has this, uh, you know, a shooting, um, it just brings it back to home. And, and I think we really try here. I, I work in a fairly small school setting. Um, okay. And we, uh, we really, really try, even though we're in Denver, uh, we're in a fairly small school setting. I really, really try to, um, and I think our staff does a great job too, of trying to create um, a, almost a family atmosphere I, and I was more of a family atmosphere, um, full of love and mm-hmm. caring and concern because I feel like uh, that's probably one of the biggest issues. And when things happen, um, I think we, we talk about it, we, okay. we process it, um, we work together, um, and it's and it's tough because because you know it's right there. Um, and kids, you know, have known people. Um, we've mm-hmm. had a staff member that had had worked at a previous school that had um, this happen. So it's just a, I mean, it's just there all the time, right? It's like this constant thing that's there all the time. And so, um, you know, we just really, really try to, I, I really believe that you love, this sounds probably maybe uh, kind of cheesy in its own way, but I really think love and care and concern will mm-hmm. just have a lot of that. And I think that in our world today, we just don't have a lot of that. We nope. just don't care, and, and we don't have a lot of tolerance for other people and their ideas and viewpoints. And, I, and tolerance isn't even the right word. We just don't value other people's differences in opinions. I, I, I agree with you. 
And so I think, I mean, we really, I, at, in my own classroom, I really try to focus on valuing other people's opinions and, you know, uh, that we are all in this together. Um, none of us are going to get out of this alive. I mean, mm. bottom line is um, we're all going to, you know, something, it's going to happen to all of us eventually. And it, we, it's our job to try to make this world the best that we can be and be, a, you know, again, it's that all back to taking care of each other. And we just don't do a good job of that here right now. We have not been doing a good job of that. Amen. Amen. So. I'm, I'm with you. I always, you know, I wrote this song called um, Numb, and I wrote it because <clears throat> of the fact of seeing how people react to all the mass shootings. It's like it's become the norm, and become people have become so numb to it. Also, I think that, like you're saying, is that people need to put their, you know, their opinions to the side and do what's best, come to the table and do what's best for the country. And people are so self-involved in their own things that they just don't care. They literally just don't care. And they're just like, oh, it's just another mass shooting. You know, they cry for two days, let's pray. And then all of a sudden it's oh, back to normal. And that's the tragedy, I think, for me in all of this stuff. But, you know, hopefully hopefully one day we'll get there. But, I, you know, I think it's just going to get worse before it gets better, unfortunately. You know, so that's that. Now, you're a singer-songwriter, but is there a particular genre that you focus on? Um, well, not intentionally, but it's 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 been more um, uh, folk slash maybe a uh, folk country, folk rock, um, with a little bit of Americana. Actually, probably quite a bit of Americana mixed in with it. Um, my songs uh, tell stories. Um, like okay. I mean, like all, most songs do, they tell stories, but mine also tell stories and. Um, and so I think, I mean, that's the genre, although I don't necessarily listen to that genre all the time, but right. I, I just, I just don't, for some reason, I, I mean, I do listen to it, but I don't, you know, and I, and I listen to all forms of genres, actually okay. of music, because I feel like the more that I um, immerse myself in different forms of music, the better off I become as a singer songwriter and um, understand the culture around me a little bit better as I'm writing um, what I write. So I, I completely get that. Now, what is your uh, songwriting process and, uh, and how do you deal with writer's block if you get it? Um, oh, I get writer's block a lot. <laughs> I get it. A, I get it a lot. Um, so, um, my process is, um, I usually come up with, I mean, I try to write every day. I, I journal every day. Um, and, uh, I did that, started that, a little bit pre-COVID, but then when COVID hit, I I was journaling a lot just because of the fact of, of dealing with my own feelings and emotions of what was going on. And and um, out of that experience, um, I also would belong to this online songwriting group that we kind of got together and we, it was just a, a bunch of songwriters that kind of got together and singers and we started writing and it was amazing how things just kind of poured out. And so I start with writing lyrics first. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I like to write lyrics a lot. And um, so I start usually writing that. And then I sit down at the piano and I also work on melodies and, and sounds. And then I just work from there. And then I just refine and, and refine and refine and kind of go through the process of doing that. It's really interesting. Some of the better songs that I've written, though, I've written them in 10 minutes. 
crazy? Yeah, it's just it's you just I just let it go and and I just write and it's it's really interesting because some of the better ones that I've written I've like I said I've I've written in ten minutes and the ones that I've really really struggled with that are not near as good I don't think I've spent time a lots and lots of time right. on them. You know um, what it is? It's, I, I think is <laughs> there's this aspect of letting go and not yes. looking for a song to be extremely perfect. Like I don't like. I'm I'm like you, so I can't be forced to write. Okay, if there's something, if, uh-uh, there's not, nothing's gonna come out. But if I let it flow and I'm in the mood to write, then it's going to happen. There are moments where I've screamed at the screen. I still write on paper. I love love to be one with the paper. Being on the screen all the time is just not healthy for me. But um, but when I'm relaxed and I let go, and I'm not trying to force myself to write a specific way, like you know. Verse, verse, intro, verse, verse, chorus, verse, bridge. I just don't like to write like that anymore. So that's the way that I want. I mean, we're independent artists. We should be able to create the way that we want. There there are obviously specific genres that I want in a specific way, which I still don't understand. I like country music. You know, a couple years back, I just learned that, you know, they, they want you to rhyme with everything. And I'm just like, isn't the whole point to tell a story? Why do we have to rhyme with everything? I, I think right. one of the things we want to do is be able to capture um, the essence of our theme. And and hopefully somebody will be able to use that song for their daily life or whatever. Um, but now I'm just sometimes I write, write my songs like it's a poem. Or, you know, I don't have to have a chorus that's so inundated with words. It's just you're trying to get a point out. Um, do you think that the music industry has become so stagnant in the way that they want things to be written? Obviously, if you're writing for things or licensing, that's a totally different story because they want it a specific way. But for your own personal writing, um, do you like to just do what you want to do? Uh, yes, I do. And actually, when I was first... Uh, went in to record my album, you know, I'm going, um, I don't even know really what this is. I mean, I, I do know what it is. I know what it's with how personal it was and how the music is to me, but I, as far as a genre goes, I don't, I, it didn't, it's just, I like that what you're saying that I don't really write to a specific genre um, intentionally by any means. And the reason I agree with you, I feel like that sometimes the, the, like, for example, the country industry, and I love I love country western music too, but I I feel like that it just it it's it's more about turning out as as many right. pieces as we can, um, and it does that in the pop culture as well versus turning out something that is actually worthwhile and actually um, speaks of an event or speaks of a moment in time, and and I I struggle with that a little bit. I actually struggle with it quite a bit because. I don't fit necessarily into any category. Does that does that make sense? I just don't fit in to any category. And I'm okay with that. I was not okay with that when I started, to be right. honest. But I'm okay with it now because I am who I am. And, again, it's all about being authentic. And I am who I am, and this is who I am. I love and that. So. I agree with you 100%. I don't think we should pigeonhole ourselves in a box. Um, and that it could, you know, and I often say this, you know, people that paint or draw, they're not as criticized as much as artists are that make music. I mean, when you go to an art gallery, you don't say, well, why did he use so much splash of 
orange? Why couldn't he use blue? Why could the people that draw or paint or whatever, they're allowed more uh, flexibility in their artistry than independent art. I think people are so judgy with music, you know, and what people need to realize is that the music is not going to hit you the same way it might hit somebody else. Music is subjective. You know, (laughs) I entered my stuff and, several different places where it didn't get anything and the same song got somewhere else. And I think that artists need to just focus on being themselves and doing the best that they can with their music. I totally agree with you on that. I think, and I, and I actually, since I, I actually work with students um, on this and in music, I Mm -hmm. actually try to work with them on the approach of you need to be your own self. Don't be what somebody else wants you to be. If you yeah. want to, to write in a t- totally different way, then you need to write in a totally different way because right. it, because it will, if you're worried about finding somebody to, to listen to your music or to view what you're doing, um, um, they will, uh, you will find somebody, you will find somebody because somebody will be there and, and you can't focus on that because it's, it's a creative process in the first place. And, sure. um, it needs, needs your creativity just needs to come out. And, and if somebody judges it, they judge it. And, you know, right. you just have to move on from that because it's not, it's not a, it's a creative process in, as it is. So. Amen. Now I'm going to play your song, Sunflower Child. Tell me what that's about. So that song was originally written. Um, actually, uh, I, when I first thought of this song, I was actually talking to one of my friends and, and I wrote this song. Um, it was originally written for um, an individual who actually she was a former student who had leukemia. And mm-hmm. um, we had a benefit concert for her. And um, she was struggling uh, with paying bills. And she was getting she's actually um, in remission now and has had a is doing very, 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 very well and um, has had um, transplant and everything and is doing so, so well and um, so proud of her. She was probably one of these individuals um, that I had kind of lost. I, I moved, I'm here in Colorado now. I was in Kansas uh, when I taught her and um, kind of lost touch with her. But then on Facebook and social media, I was following her story. And I just was, uh, to be honest, I was humbled by her perseverance at her, she's 18, 19 when she found out, just her perseverance and her um, just guts, just downright guts to keep going when all odds were almost against her. I mean, it was just, just a struggle. And I, and I just took that into, um, you know, just took it into my heart and I just went, Oh, you know, she's a person I admire. Um, I highly respect um, as an individual and the confidence and the strength that she carried um, was just, just outstanding. So that's just the song kind of represented that. And, and so we played it for her for that concert. And then um, I re-send it out for um, individuals in Ukraine because it's a song about perseverance, about strength, um, right. about, about people who have sunflower children in their life. And the sunflower is Ukraine's national flower. Right. So, so it's kind of for them. And, and, it, and you know, it's not, uh, it's not the adults. It's always the children that I think about a lot that are caught up in the conflict of what adults produce. And so I think about that, and that's really what this song is all about. All right, let's play it. Mm-hmm. 
song. Thank you. Thank you very much. What what do you love most about being an artist? I just love the fact of being creative. I don't know what I would do, to be honest, if I can create. I think, I, w- I mean, I would be miserable. And I have been in a position where I haven't been able to create like I wanted to. And it's been a pretty miserable existence. Um, I just love the fact that I can maybe have a voice in the world um, at, or be able to have a voice and be able to speak for those who can't speak um, or are the forgotten or the people that, um, you know, people just kind of walk on by and they don't even notice and recognize. Those are the, pe- those are the things that I like to talk about. And um, I, I have a tendency to write in that, in that form, not, not intentionally. It just kind of happens. So I just love to create. It's just that whole idea. I just, it makes me happy. I mean, my soul is just fulfilled when I do that. I hear you. You know, there are many times where I <clears throat> that, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore. And then something will happen. I'll get an email or a call about my music or something like that. <clears throat> and I'm like, okay, universe, I'm going to stick with this. But, you know, it's kind of crazy out here. Um, so... But, yeah, music has been my saving grace as well. I, I don't know what I would do without it. Now, tell me about <clears throat> the group that you perform with, Thistle Breeze. Well, we just started. Um, it's just me and another individual. His name is Steve Paul, and he's also a singer-songwriter. And he's been through some bumps and, and obstacles in his life as well, which cre- create great um, – as 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 everybody does, goes through obstacles – some create some great songs and some um, topics concerning that. And he has a beautiful voice, a fantastic voice. He's a guitar player. And so we have been out, out on the road uh, touring some. We did some this summer, and we're going to be doing some more this fall and just uh, touring and going out and, and putting music out there. Um, so that's we just kind of basically got together um, like this last spring. And so we're really just hitting it pretty hard now starting this fall. And this summer we hit it too, but this fall we're hitting it pretty hard. And we're recording. We're in the studio recording new music um, together. We, are, we, are, we harmonize very, very well together. So it's just been a lot of fun, a lot of fun to be with, with Steve and, and working with him. Now, <clears throat> you know, the world <laughs> recently did a stupid thing. Well, in my opinion, uh, with Roe versus Wade, and you know, I don't care if people are pro-choice, pro-life, whatever. Um, women's rights are very important right now. Things that <laughs> I've heard in the past six, seven months since um, the overturning of uh, Roe versus Wade. How do you intend to? incorporate any of that into your songwriting? Because I feel like you're like a social impact message writer. Um, and um, yes. how do you feel that affected that women's rights? Um, I uh, will be writing about just how do we treat um, mm. each other and how we treat women in general. Um, I, I, I feel like that, that we have equality in some we are working towards equality in some things, but then we seem to go and take like five steps back. We don't ever seem to, we, we just don't progress like we should. And, and I think again, it goes back to 
tolerance and, and valuing people's opinions and um, valuing the idea that, that all people should be treated equally. And I don't feel like, I feel like some people um, in their process or in their way of trying to say what's right or what's wrong, they forget about the value of human life as, as far as uh, I'm talking about fe- women in general, about how they, how they um, should be able to have um, uh, access to healthcare just like anybody else. They should be able to have access to what they want to do with their bodies just like anybody else. They should be able to have a right and a say. And so I, 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 I was, I, I have my own opinions about Roe versus Wade. I was uh, very, very, very upset about everything because it was far more reaching than people I think that were on either side have really realized it. Um, mm. And, and, and the message that they're saying, the precedent that people are set, setting about it um, and, and about the value of, of other people being able to make decisions for themselves. I think um, they, people think that they can make decisions for other people. And, and I don't yeah. think that you should do that. I, I just don't believe in that. And so, um, because ultimately we live our own life. You're not living my life. I'm not living your life. And how I choose to live my life is how I choose to live my life. You should not have a say on how I choose to live my life yeah. and who I, and, and so uh, I really struggle with it. I, I and it went and yes, I will be, it will probably in, be in my music some, in some form or other. I've actually been thinking about that. So, um, kudos to you. You know, I've been encouraging a lot of women to talk about it. It's been it's been an interesting thing though. <clears throat> I started talking about Roe versus Wade when it first came out on my TikTok, and you know, but the TikTok, the Roe versus Wade stuff is like, it's just it's crazy. I have like fifty four thousand views on one thing, and it's. The whole thing has affected me. And what's, in, what's come out of it, though, you know, I plan to write a song as well, but is that I've learned so much about female rights, women's rights, because of Roe versus Wade that I didn't know about in, you know, different states. And thank God, you know, Kansas, you know, you guys had the right to vote in them while they're doing all that recounting stuff. But um, I learned so much about what women have to go through in this country. Obviously, this country is great for many reasons, and we still are afforded a lot of freedoms, but mm-mm, mm-mm, this abortion ban, you can't tell people what to do, especially, you know, you had a child at a very young age. Um, you obviously were at a point in your life where you couldn't make a decision of whether to have, not to have, give it up for adoption and stuff like that, and I just find <clears> that <throat> our society has become very selfish. And some of the answers that people give me for, oh, it's wrong and it's killing is this. It's like, do you know there's, and then it, it, there's just this stereotype that <clears throat> women are out there just having babies just to kill babies, are having abortions just to kill babies. It's just the stuff that people, that come out of people is just ridiculous. And one thing I tell people, educate yourself. And I say that a lot of times what people are saying are, are opinions. They're not facts. Educate yourself. Do your due diligence. But the bottom line is you can't tell people what to do with their own bodies. You just can't. How, I don't even, I, it's like, 
Are you, were you with me when I came out in my mother's womb? I don't think so. Do you walk with me through all the trials and tribulations? I don't think so. So why is it that a person thinks they can tell you what to do? Exactly. I, I totally agree with you. I actually, I always think I come back to, and, and, um, you know, I am, I feel like I'm very spiritual. Um, mm-hmm. and I was raised in a very spiritual environment. Um, and I, I always come back to the fa- the fact is, is that, you know, you, uh, if you're, if you're judging somebody else, um, why are you judging somebody else? And it comes from the, I mean, they, if you want to quote the Bible, lest you yourself be judged. And, yeah. um, I, I, I think that people, again, once again, it's the fact of, is that, um, I, this is my, this is my life and how I choose to live my life is how I choose to live my life. Now I may have consequences in that life and I may, and, and, and I, and the choices that I make will have consequences in my life, but, but how I choose to live my life is my life. It's not, it's not your life. It's not my parents' life. It's not my, my daughter's life. Um, and, and I think people forget that. I think that again, in their, in their way of trying to, uh, incorporate their ideas and their values and morals, they forget that this is not their life. It's, it's, That's it's right. my life. And uh, there are, if there, I will suffer the consequences of the choices that I have made in my life. Um, you're not going to suffer from I am. And um, I think people have to forget that. And again, it's all back to understanding people's differences and opinions and being able to tolerate not just tolerate, but it being able to value the differences that we have with each other. Um, we just don't do a really good job of that. I agree. I agree. Now I'm going to play your song, 21 Days. Tell me what that's about. <laughs> so 21 Days is actually a song. Um, it's just a, it's actually from a female's perspective of going out and with the girls. And uh, you see that individual that you have been with several times probably, but you know that it's going to be nothing. It's kind of a fun song and um, you know, it's not going to end up to be anything, but they're just kind of like a habit. They're a bad habit and it takes 21 days. You know, they say to break a habit. And so it's just a song about, you know, it's not any good for you, but you end up doing it anyway. Uh, Cause it's just kind of the impulsive spur of the moment. So it's just kind of a fun song. All right. Let me play it. Watch us silence, afraid to take a stand. Watch our sisters taken from the land. Souls whispering on the wind. Crying, taking flight.
Actually, that song was uh, called Sister Cry. Oh, okay. And that actually was, that at song was actually written for, um, in, for the indigenous population of of women who, um, have been, um, are murdered and missing, um, and, and have, and has a real problem here in the United States and as well as in other areas and other cultures, but it's actually written from the perspective of them viewing, um, what's happening to them. That's why it's called Sister Cry. Well, I thought that was a beautiful song. Um, Thank you. Tell everyone where they can find you on the internet. Um, you can find me on AngelaPerryMusic.com. Um, you can actually find me um, on Angela Perry Music on Spotify and uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, you can also find uh, me on uh, Linktree um, on Angela Perry Music. That's my pre- with my press reviews. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Angela Perry Music on on both of those as well, as well as Twitter, Angela Perry on Twitter as well. Awesome sauce! And if they don't remember that, they can just Google you. Google exactly my- right. It'll pop right up. It's <laughs> Angela Perry. It'll pop right up. Google's my friend, and Google can be everybody's friend. Thank you so much, Angela, for being on Chatting with Nat. I really appreciate you coming on my show. I learned a lot. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you for all my fans and for everybody that's listening today. And thank you so much, Nat, for allowing me to have the opportunity to be able to talk to you today. I really, really appreciate it. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Now, everybody, that was singer-songwriter Angela Perry on chatting with Nat. And if you can't remember everything, just remember you can Google and you can tune into the show another time because it's on iTunes, it's on Spreaker, it's on, it's everywhere. It's streaming. All right. Until next time on chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.